Hentai Source, is that your website? <laughs> no, that, that, that's Hentai Haven. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you confuse them. Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast episode 25. If you're wondering why resident Well Played podcast host Zach Jackson suddenly sounds exponentially more sexy, that's because this week's duties have been taken over by me, Kieran with an O, while the big ZJ takes some much needed R&R in beautiful cans. He's on uh, sabbatical. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm joined today by Adam. Hello. And Jordan. Ah, I see you saved the best for last. Yes, I did. That is, uh, we are your three this week. Uh, how you going, guys? Good, mate. Real good. I guess you could call this uh, podcast uh, Menage a Trois. Oh, yeah. You could. That's how I like you it. You could. Jordan, how are you? You safe? Uh, uh, I'm a bit cooked, if I'm not going to lie. Literally? Uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> thankfully, not literally. I'm just tired, you know, because you've got to be alert with all these things. Uh, but you know, the fire situation in New South Wales isn't very good. Um, no, but thankfully my area is for the most part, pretty safe from everything. That's good to hear. Very good to hear. And hopefully anyone listening to this who lives in the area is safe. Hopefully everyone's families are safe. Um, anything, anything interesting other than, you know, raging fires happening for you guys this week? Uh, I mean... Not really, no. Sick. Yeah, what a what a chock, chock, uh, chockers week for all of us. Apparently, did you buy that industrial vac, Adam? I've yeah, got it on the way, mate. It? She's ordered in. She's oh, getting getting go. shipped in. How much did you get? A, did you get a good deal on it? Oh, absolutely, mate. I mean, what's a what's a good deal? I paid three grand. Is that about right? Uh well, most places you can get one for about. 350 400 but i'm guessing you got mates rates so it's a good deal yeah absolutely i mean you go big or you go home i'm not exactly. gonna i'm not gonna half-ass it let's be real yeah yeah and for all we know there's other shop facts are counterfeit yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> good thanks for that thanks for that update mate straight back into vacuums it's yep. like a it's like i Love never it. left that's my favorite ACDC song, Back in Vacuum. <laughs> the Back in Vax. Ah, oh, I want that so badly now. Thank you. Thanks so much. Wow. Uh, what have you guys been playing? Anything? I'll let, you, I'll let you guess what I've been playing. More Destiny. Is it more Destiny? Which, which one? Uh, two, Shadowkeep. Nah, one. I'm going one. Go one? left field. You are both correct. What? Oh, look out. Hang <laughs> on a second. Uh, no, so uh, a, a bunch of friends, we're always talking about how we miss all the stuff from Destiny 1. So uh, I'm playing with my cousin. Shout out to Michael Pace. I'm playing him to get him uh, raid ready for all the old raids from Destiny 1. Uh, and then I'll probably do an article about the differences in raid design uh, for my site. You know, not for well played because, you know, uh, Zach well didn't played. pay me enough. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Zach's not here. Yeah. We can talk shit. Yeah, exactly. It's blue, not teal. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. But it's actually been really fun. I, 
I didn't realize how different the design between the games was. Even little things like in the strikes and even just the general world design. It's just remarkably different between D1 and D2. Is it like going back to see an old friend that you haven't seen in a long while? Yeah, except I actually like Destiny. (laughs) (laughs) What a reunion then. (laughs) Oh, good. Nice. Adam, how about yourself? Are you playing anything uh, other than something for review? Nope, absolutely not. That something for review that is top secret, clearly, is uh, it's taking definitely up... definitely not top secret. Nah, yeah, it's taking up <laughs> all of my time. And, um, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Every waking minute. I'm yeah, starting, to, starting to pack things onto my back in, in my sleep. It's terrifying. My girlfriend, I'll have boxes strapped to my back in the morning. <laughs> so when, when you go to sleep, do you go to sleep cradling your controller? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Rocking it to sleep. I'm used to that now. Do you, like, chain yourself to the bed? Yeah, I mean, I might float away. That could happen. If the current's too strong, it might happen, you know? I'm not going to take <laughs> have, these chances. Have you been throwing your pool around as grenades? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And my shower water. That was before <laughs> the game, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got to have something to vacuum, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> you don't vacuum what? poo? Who what, vacuums are you vacu- poo? Mate, are you with my industrial vacuum, I'm gonna, it's going to be <laughs> limitless opportunities. Can vacuum anything. Are you vacuuming your poo or your shower water? That's what I want to know. Again, industrial vacuum, mate. <laughs> the world is my oyster. Uh, oh my god. I love it. I love it. This is already great. Um <laughs> I, I have I been playing anything other than also Death Stranding? That's the question. I when this podcast actually goes out, I will have been playing a lot of uh, B Simulator. I don't know if you guys. Oh, I'm very keen to to know what you think. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. I just I actually just downloaded it just before we started recording. So I as hope soon as that this you recreate. Up, on there. Yeah, I hope that you recreate the B movie in. Uh, that's my plan. If, <laughs> frame if by frame. If it doesn't let you do that, zero out of ten. Yeah, absolutely. Because what's the point? I don't blame That's you. That's the only reason anyone's trying if, to con- if conserve there isn't, like B populations. Is if there so isn't just even happen. if there's no dialogue in the game, there just needs to be one line that says, "Do you like jazz?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but like you know, all those reports, those those stories that go out that say like bees are the most actually the most important animal like on the planet. That's just yeah. because they're the only ones capable of doing a live action B movie. It's true. <laughs> I mean, what would we do without them? What would we do? What are you gonna? What are you going to do? Have wasps? They're jerks. No one oh, wants that, to work with them. That's chaos. That is just do, chaos. Get Seinfeld to mocap a fucking bee? Not happening. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know. I actually kind of want to see that too. I would just love the idea suit? of them just putting this stick connected to his tailbone and they just put mocap sensors on it. <laughs> oh, that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare that I want to see. Now, do you know if it gives you the, the option to play as a normal bee or a bumblebee? I don't know. Oh, these these questions are more yet to out. yet to come. See, um, if you could choose to be a bumblebee, there better be the song "Flight of the Bumblebees" in there. Oh yeah, yeah. goes without saying. And a remix of "I'm a Bee" by the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just goes bumblebee, bumblebee. <laughs> oh, I mean, you've sold me the game, and I haven't, made, you haven't we, even played we've it. Already made a better game than it probably is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> Um, actually, just thinking about it, I've been playing a shitload of stuff this week. I've been playing Mega Aquarium, which is awesome. It's a good like, time. Yeah, it's a really good time. It's nice and simple. You just build aquariums. But Sounds uh, like my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
Um, well, I've got to fight the fire somehow. Aquariums are full of water. <laughs> true. Very That's true. It's just good preparation. Think yeah. of it like a glass water bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, um, good. I've been playing East Shade. I know that uh, Dylan reviewed that for the website a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I'm keen to give that a crack at some stage yeah, as well. It's just a, like a really peaceful open world RPG where you just like paint stuff and talk to people. Sounds wonderful. Um, yeah, it's re- actually really, really cool. Um, and I've also been playing a game that uh, old mate Zach Jackson gave me to review called Woven. Do you guys remember seeing that in the in the group chat at all? Oh, like the name rings elephant. a bell, but apart from that, I, I've got no, no memory if at I all. If I say my, yes, uh, can we continue the conversation? Yes, absolutely. Yes. My, my, <laughs> my review of that will have gone up by the time this podcast goes out, and it will be an absolute trashing. Uh, probably the worst thing I've played in a very, very, very long time. So, so that t- 10 out of 10 from Zach? That. Yeah. Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. I would, um, I would, I have, I've kind of given it a score, but we haven't really finalized the review yet. So I won't say anything, but right now it's sitting on a, on a one. So. Oh, good. You're not Oof. doing it. You're not doing it, Dylan. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's, that's been me for the week pretty much other than death training as well. Um, yeah, good. And if, uh, if nobody else has anything to add, I think we could, we could probably jump into a bit of death stranding chat, chat, let's chant, do, let's do it. Chat? Death chanting. Well, I can chant about it. That's that's yeah, adorable. If you want. Yeah, be my guest. We, it's, it's Zach free podcast. We can do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> we are free. <laughs> He's gonna love uh, listening to this. Oh yeah, definitely. I can already tell. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. You've I, I, you've probably put more hours into it. I'd say than I have. Yeah. Uh, give us a what are you what are your impressions so far? Um. That. I'm so confused because I love it so much and hate mm. it so much at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's infuriating. Well, was, was, I, was I right in assuming it was basically just the Postman Pat simulator with Norman Reedus? Absolutely. Pretty much. And Jess the Cat is a, a baby that floats in yellow liquid. So, so I mean, much like so Source I, exactly material. the same. <laughs> Exa- yeah. Yeah. Spot on. There's been no difference frame by frame. Um, Postman Pat and his weird fetus cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm remembering that right. right. Oh, definitely. You haven't ruined any childhoods at all. Definitely not. Um, no, nah, it's... I, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Every time I sit down to play it, I have a good time, but I can't mm. figure out why. And it's yeah. and it's infuriating because think- it, the game more or less is just is busy work. Like it is the, the fetch quest that you do between the main story of any yeah. other game, but that comprises everything that you do in death stranding um but somehow it's really engaging and every time i put it down and go to work or something all i can think about is going home and booting it up and playing it again absolutely it's such a weird sensation it really really is i've been loving seeing all the videos on twitter of people just doing normal walking in the game and then just stumbling around like an idiot because i don't know how the traversal works in that game but i guess you must have RNG for when you're going to fall there's, over and lose everything. No, there's just a lot of invisible banana peels. And sometimes we're just like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually Kojima's uh, Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's the death slipping. It, it's Ko- Kojima <laughs> Kart. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, it's... it's uh, My favorite thing so far has been stacking a bunch of boxes up to then hit a very low ceiling and watch them all go tumbling 
down a, a, a set of stairs and then having yeah. to go and pick them up again. Yeah. I feel like I'm in a in an office and I've dropped papers and people are trying to help me pick them up again. <laughs> I feel like a, a right dickhead. Um, but no, I'm li- like as, as frustrated as I get at it because it is just like hours of walking. Mm. Um, I really couldn't be enjoying it anymore. I don't think I'm having a, a great time with it. Yeah, sick. I think I like I I pretty much feel the same way that you do. I think about it like it's yeah. one of those things where it's it's not always necessarily fun in like no. a traditional sense, but it's not something you don't, you want to stop doing. It's no, like, definitely not. Like you said, yeah, you go home, on. you're like, I want to play more Death Stranding. And it's like, yeah. why why do I want to do this? Like, yeah, what like is I've been. This? Yeah, I've been smashing through it, obviously, to, to get the review yeah. done as, as soon as I can. Um, but with that aside, even if it was a game that I wasn't reviewing, I think I'd be playing it at the same rate, um, so just because I want to be it, in the world. Yeah, from the sounds of it, it sounds like it's more engaging than fun. Yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And exactly. I, I, yeah, it's like, as much as people will try, obviously try to deconstruct like the the story and the lore and the gameplay and, you know, try to... I guess, figure out like what Kojima's doing or trying to say. And as much as people will inevitably realize that he's not trying to do or say anything, he's just doing whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't necessarily actually make any sense or have any merit. But um, I think the the coolest thing about it for me is just the way it, it kind of like takes this one really benign concept that we take for granted in games, which is like walking. Yeah. And carrying shit. And it just deconstructs that so much that it blows out into like the entire gameplay gimmick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's yeah, it's so like 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 you both said, it's it's so engaging, which it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No, and I um, I'm still yet to put my finger on why I want to keep coming back so badly. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, and it, like obviously it's very flashy and very visually like you know. Stunning. Oh, definitely, it's gorgeous. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where like it's I think it's going to go down as like a game that might not even necessarily be good, but it is definitively like art. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Whether oh, whether you, or not you, sorry. You you need those kinds of games because a game absolutely. doesn't have to be good for it to at least make a statement or an impact in that's the industry. Definitely. That's that's the whole function of art is just to make people think about something they wouldn't yeah. have thought about before and that's what it does. And I think it's brilliant that um, Death Stranding's doing it on a AAA scale exactly. as well, because there are, yeah. there are plenty of indie games. Of course, I mean we've all played countless indie games that have um, the no, same a similar sort of game? feel. Nah, nah, they're all AAAs these days, all yeah. multi-million dollar budgets. Um, but it's great to see someone take a chance on something. I mean, I don't know if Kojima can ever really be quoted as taking a chance. That dude's insane. Um, yeah. But no, it's good to see it on on this scale, and it's absolutely it's really I would refreshing. Say it, I'd say in a way, it's almost Sony more taking a chance than Kojima. Oh, definitely, definitely. They, they definitely they were brave enough to you know back the whole thing, and they were definitely brave enough to be okay with it coming to PC later. Yes, mm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's just it's a lot. Yeah, and the soundtrack is real, real, the real nice is as well. So good. It is brilliant. Uh, there's, there's something. It's, it's a, it's a weird connection to make, but I, I likened it kind of to, um, to Minecraft in a way. Like if you can just zone out and because the, 
it's a set like the uh, the soundtrack in Minecraft's great as well because like if I've had a, a stressful day at work, I come home, play a bit, and you can mm. just zone out and just relax. And it's kind of a similar similar feel. Like you you stack up your boxes, um, like you distribute them with the the weight across your body, and that's kind of Tetrisy, kind mm. of in the in that sense. But then just walking across these big green meadows with music just kind of ebbing and flowing in the background it's it is actually really therapeutic and it's it's calming in a weird way it's really nice yeah yeah it's yeah um i think like i think going back to yeah talking about kojima i think i think gaming definitely needs more more personalities like him more like rock star developers yeah you're like your tarantinos that you've got in like your film industry people like that that will just make whatever it is they want to make and it kind yeah. of keeps it keeps that it keeps the medium fresh and it keeps people engaging in new ideas because there's, there's people out there like willing to yeah make them on a on a blockbuster scale yeah but, absolutely yeah, it's it, for sure i mean without people like that the series that we've come to know and love wouldn't exist yeah yes 100 percent. absolutely but no it's good to just uh diversify the the landscape a little bit 100 mm. percent um, but yeah, I'll, obviously the, the review will be up as soon as I can get it up being that the game's fairly lengthy. Um, Look, if you can't get it up, there's a doctor that you can see about that. Yeah. I was going to give it another day or so. And then you said it, it's already fairly lengthy though. So that's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just, it's the getting it to the doctor's office. That's a real struggle. <laughs> Wait, do wow. you often go there and realize you left it back at home? Oh, so often you wouldn't believe <laughs> I've had to reschedule appointments so many times. It's ridiculous. Jesus uh, but yeah, there without going super in depth and so mm. people don't have to read my review. That's kind of my, my initial thoughts on it. And I'm... Okay. Well, here's a question for you. Yeah. So it's going to, it's going to seem unrelated at first, but I hated Red Dead Redemption 2 purely based okay. on the fact that because there was a lot of busy work you had to do, which had tedious animation, the mm. game just frustrated me with just wasting my time. Mm. Yep. Yeah. If absolutely. I hated that out of Red Dead 2, well, I hate that out of Death Stranding. Probably. Um, maybe. Maybe. It's, it's, it's really tricky. I think because you're doing it for a different purpose. Um, mm. Like Red Dead, there was a lot of busy work to then get to like a cool shootout or hijacking a train or something. Um, whereas Death Stranding, it's the, the focal the, point. The, the, the busy work is the game. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And as stupid as that's like as stupid as that sounds it 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 almost gives it a free pass because that that just is what you're doing and so it, it doesn't feel like filler it feels like the game no i think to begin with it feels like filler until you kind of get the swing of things uh until you get a, a good grasp on what your character's motivation is and what you're actually doing and then it becomes like i just i've become invested in why i'm delivering the packages and mm. to each person Um, so I think, yeah, it's definitely busy work. Like that is just plain and simple what it is. Um, but I think the purpose behind it gives it more meaning. Yeah. And you have, you have so much agency in the busy work as well. Yes, absolutely. Like if I'm, if I, if I go to, you know, uh, like a, a port or a city or whatever, and I, I pick up a bunch of packages and, you know, I've got like three different lots of packages to take to three different places obviously you can plot your route um yeah. which is really cool because you can like plot it pretty much exactly like with multiple points exactly where you want to go and stuff if you know the landscape yeah. um and then you've got to stack your boxes and you know 
stack stuff on the bottom of of your your sort of bag like carry platform that you've got and they'll be like the most protected boxes if there's you know rain or weather hazards or whatever so you've got yeah you're like, oh, this guy's closest. I'll stack his here, or like, I like this guy more, and I this yeah, guy's important. Exactly. So I'll stack this first. And yeah. Like, just simple things like that. That like, you know, in any other game, it'd just be like, oh yeah, cool. I got to press this button, press this, press this. All right, now I'm ready to go. This is like, you make it your own. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, it that's seems one of the things that's really great about it. It almost yeah, sounds if... like it. It like walks along the line of being deep or needlessly obtuse that it kind of walks along it in a very nice fashion it yes. does yeah. yes absolutely you can, you can you don't have to obviously you know you you make fun work, like not fun but you know you make it you make it where you want it to so like if you if you don't care about stacking boxes you press the auto stack button and you just go yep yeah um so yeah like it's it there's a crazy amount of depth to everything like uh my partner george is watching me playing and like they were you know I was doing stuff and they were like, oh, you know, how do you do that? And I'd like open up the tutorial and there'd be like 10 different tutorials just to do the one thing. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if you, if you want to get super in depth, you can, but you don't have to. And that's like, that's good game design. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like, you can look back on all of that because you can open up all of the tutorials whenever you like, of course. Uh, And if you look back on it, it's, it is like thousands of of words that describe everything you're doing, but it's it's not as complex as it would make itself out to be. Um, once you're in the world actually doing it and going from place to place, it just kind of becomes a second nature. I mean, that yeah. might be because I've played like 24 hours of it in the last couple of days. But, <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't seem as, as daunting as the text would imply. It's, yeah. yeah. Even like the pre-release footage and stuff that I was watching, I was like, this is going to be too much for me like the yes. controls and the, all the different things but like once you're in there it's it's actually fine yeah and i i agree with uh, with jordan i was off put with uh with red dead 2 as well because there was just yeah too much happening all at once wait, um, wait is that another thing we agree on yeah wow. it started it, so it's freaking me out that's, man that's what two out of a thousand yeah that's, <laughs> that's one too many one was kind of the threshold that was already kind of giving me the the heebies but yeah it's it's freaking me out next uh, you guys are gonna be sucking each other's carpets yeah oh, mate Ooh. <laughs> well he's got the to... industrial vac yeah at least yeah. at least takes me to dinner first jeez <laughs> god damn but yeah those are those are my kind of kind of summarized thoughts I, I i think you and i agree with pretty much everything on that though kieran by the sounds of it mm. yeah, yeah 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 i think that's been the sentiment across most of the like the critical side of of the game yeah for the most yeah, part absolutely it's yeah. got it's it's got it's like people that just didn't gel with you know everything you know the, the general vibe and stuff and that's fine that's always going to happen i think even if you're on the fence you should at least give it a go it's mm. it's definitely one of those games that deserves uh your attention even if it is for you know 20 minutes and you decide that it's shit and you just <laughs> get rid yeah. of it again That's it's it. it's definitely worth exploring for sure yeah nice and um yeah we'll we'll look forward to your review yes in however much time it takes you yeah absolutely you know, i think we all understand the, the uh the massive undertaking that that is yeah it's it's a terrifying game to to review i wanted to review it so badly uh and then the review code came through and i was like oh yep cool that's uh 
I'm definitely doing this now. Yeah, <laughs> no one expects you to put in 300 hours for your review like I did for Destiny and Monster Hunter. I could. I mean, are you still putting the hours in for the, the for the review? Is uh, it just? Yeah, I'm still playing Destiny. I'm still writing another article about Destiny. Just yeah, like... there you go. I mean, that's next yeah. level commitment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. I um, yeah, sick. So yeah, uh, Death Stranding. That's I. Are you gonna play it at all, Jordan? Do you think you'll ever play it? Um, I think I'll probably give it a go on PS4. Not PS4. PC. On PC. Yeah, yeah. on PC. Um, only because even if I don't like the game, I would love to just break open all the files and see how everything works in that engine. And just put so I, Postman Pat in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or and just, Thomas you know, the Tank Engine. Or, yeah, replace all the cars with Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I love the idea. But no, so like it, it would be cool to see how the uh, it uses decimos, isn't it? Or, yeah, like, yeah, it does yeah, use decimos. The, It'd yeah. be interesting. Oh yeah, I didn't, I actually hadn't made the connection that that's going to be. The decimal engine on PC. Yeah, exactly. Which would be very, very we, we, we briefly touched on this last week, but yeah. it'll be interesting to see what every other developer learns from this because I yeah. guarantee you there will be a bunch of developers that break open the files for Death Stranding to get an understanding how decimal works. Yeah. yeah it'll be interesting sure. to see how that engine actually comes across to the PC as well. Uh, Whether it's... Uh, I'd, I'd be... It's quite surprised if it was pretty bad because, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Freaking, it's not like it. Yeah, it's like Decima the PS4 architecture is that different, but yeah, and Decima was Horizon, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah that's yes. Horizon. And, yeah, so uh, Guerrilla did a really good job at creating that engine. Um, mm. They it's even incredible. Went so, it really they, is. They even went so far as uh, one of their technical artists. He optimized the game to run at a steady thirty frames and use technology that wasn't seen before in console games before, which was Tress Effects, which is really... It's yeah, what makes, yeah. It's what makes Aloy's hair look really nice. Yeah. yeah. So that hadn't been really used in an engine before. Even in Unreal Engine 4, you don't have Tress Effects because you've got to change everything to make it work. And so they have that technology in their proprietary PlayStation engine. So I'd be interested to see how like they made that work and everything. Yeah, yeah definitely. It'd be, be interesting to see nice i um i have actually it's been a it's been a little a minute since i've been on this podcast i just realized i wasn't here last week uh and in that time i actually played something else and that is a little game called close to the sun Ooh. are there either of you familiar is that that bioshocky looking one that's very accurate yes yeah yeah i i've had a, a good look into it yeah so um i think uh resident editor Evil. slash podcast 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 host zach jackson originally reviewed that one for the website when it came to pc um yeah but it's uh it's now on console and i uh the, they were generous enough to give us another code and i got to have a go at that um and i know that we have some detractors of the layers of fear games at well played do we namely zach jackson also (laughs) (laughs) hates the shit out of it but he's not here is he he's not here so i can say that layers of fear one is awesome um hey 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 but uh the second one came out this year second layers of fear and that was an absolute travesty which is very sad 
Um, oh, like layers of tears. <laughs> oh. But that was a that was a like a, a horror first person game set on a boat, and Close to the Sun also happens to be a horror ish first person game set on a boat. So, do you reckon the developers of Close to the Sun sabotage Layers of Fear too, so then the console release of Close to the Sun would look even better? Yes. There you go. Hit it here first. <laughs> We've just blown this wide Confirmed. open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the conspiracy cast. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, the conspiracy podcast. Um, hey. But, uh, yeah, so... Bioshock comparison, first of all, it's on a it's it's set on a on a giant boat that's basically home to a society of super rich slash intelligent people that wanted to break away from society so they could do their own shit. Oh, the bourgeoisie. They're, absolutely, absolutely. Good. Um, headed up by Nikola Tesla. Oh yeah, which is very interesting. As you do, I do love a good historical figure in a game uh so is there yeah. is there an elon musk cameo yeah <laughs> i wish there was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um and yeah it's just it's got very like yeah very bioshock kind of vibes in that sense um and you it's it's there's not a lot of really like action or anything like that though it's more just exploration and and puzzle solving and then the occasional weird chase sequence with like lightning monsters um so it's like call of duty kind of, yeah kind of like call of duty um <laughs> but uh. yeah it's it's one of those it's one of those games where it's like it's obviously by a smaller developer so it's a little bit rough but it it does a lot of cool stuff with with story and with its characters and with its with its world um and i am very happy that i played it because i really really enjoyed it and i don't know if you guys are into that kind of stuff but you should i think i'll get to it eventually because it definitely looks like something up my yeah, alley it's quite short too it's not a huge commitment it's like four or five hours um nothing yeah, like nice. that branding. oh mate because uh, that's like me. six hours isn't it? <laughs> uh, six and a half seven jordan oh man games are too long yeah absolutely um i don't have that kind of time but uh the one thing i did really want to point out about it though uh which i don't know if you guys were you know gamers pc gamers far back enough to appreciate this but i um it's been a long time since a game has made me write something down physically in like a notebook or on a piece of paper oh i miss that kind of design yeah like i really really appreciate when that happens and it happens very rarely these days um but it does happen in close to the sun where it did for me where I um I entered a room and there was basically a, like a code, and you could see in the environment on like whiteboards and stuff where people were trying to in the you know characters in the game were trying to crack this code so they had bits and pieces of it of it solved, and then there's yeah. a piece of paper that you find and naturally it's in code, and so if you start going around and like writing it down and and try to figure out what's missing and all that kind of stuff which I was physically doing in a notebook which is awesome, um yeah that's you can kind of you know translate this piece of paper. And the piece of paper basically says, oh my God, I can't believe you did this. Enjoy the game. And <laughs> I love that, that was simultaneously the best and most disappointing thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you put the effort in there. So I mean, yeah, well done to that's you. That's it. Like it was, yeah, probably the most memorable thing about 
that game, which is sounds bad, but like, <laughs> uh, it was it's yeah, really really cool. Um, and fuck you to the developers for that. Um, I mean, it luckily like the, it was dichotomous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, is there is there actually going off of that between you two, Adam and Jordan? Is there anything yeah from older games, older game design, older genres that you guys miss and think should make a comeback? Any oh, weird mechanics? Memory cards. I could just go on about all you the can. weird stuff in Morrowind. Fucking Morrowind was so good. Like having to befriend a certain uh, like guild so you could learn a certain ability so you could fly, like levitate and go into houses in a different village or whatever. Little things <laughs> like that just make the world feel so connected. And oh, That's just because so Morrowind cool. is great though. Oh, Morrowind, yeah, Morrowind is a great RPG. Oh, so I'd probably say it's one of the best RPGs, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, another thing, I don't, again, I don't know how old you guys are. That's really bad. Um, but does any did anyone have a lot of experience with writing down, like, codes for levels? Like, when you yes. got up to a level yes. in a yep. game? And yeah. then it was like, here's the code so you can come back here if somebody yep. switches off your console. Absolutely. Then you uh, I'd, uh, you keep the, the piece of paper yeah. with the, the game Yeah, you usually have like, or like the, the booklet would have like a notes section at the end. Yeah, yeah. write all yep. the level codes in there. Yeah, I yep. remember oh, doing God. that a lot with, uh, it was like a Scooby-Doo game on the Game Boy. Amazing. It was so good. I did it with, uh, I think possibly the Star Wars game on the Game Boy. Yes. Was that Super Star Wars? Which was, yeah, it was so fucking hard. Yeah. That game is, it came, it got re-released on something fairly, like not, I say recently, it was a few years ago now, but I remember going back and playing it and it was just as hard as I remembered. Well, didn't a bunch of Star Wars games get put on PSN? They did. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it was, because I remember getting Bounty Hunter at the same time, and that game is also great with a garbage camera. A bunch of those got like limited physical releases too, on like those like limited run sites and stuff. I really would have, I would have enjoyed getting Bounty Hunter physically. I'm sorry, sad now. Sorry. I didn't, didn't know that existed. But, you know, that's cool. That's cool, man. It's all right. If you go back in time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'll just, uh, hang on, boys. I'll be back. I'm just going <laughs> to duck back to 2002. Oh, so how's Excuse your physical copy of Bounty Hunter? Uh, mate, it's really good. It's in mint condition. I haven't opened it yet. <laughs> it's got a bit of, Unbelievable a bit of that time I travel wear. But other than that. Yeah, mate. Can't prove that I didn't. <laughs> um, sick. Do you guys have anything else? Anything else worth discussing this week that's uh, that's not typically covered by our what have we been playing or our news topics? Uh, I mean, well, I guess I could just leave what I was going to say to you know the actual off-topic part after. Everything. No, let's do off-topic now. We're throwing caution to All the right. video, mate. Flipping right. the script. The oh, my any, God. Have any of you watched the movie or read the book, Get Shorty? No. Negative. Well, it's pretty cool because, you know, it's got drugs. Oh. Um, but <laughs> Instantly cool. <laughs> I'm hooked already. <laughs> On the drugs or the, the show? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Either or, either or. So, you know, I was looking for something to watch on Stan and I saw Chris O'Dowd was in it. And for those that don't know, Chris O'Dowd is, he's Roy from the IT crowd. So I instantly love him because, you know, the IT crowd is like the best. Yeah. So I started watching Get Shorty on Stan and it is really good. Okay. Yeah, right. So it's a comedy? Uh, no, it's got some oh. funny moments. It's drama. It's drama. It's weird. It's really weird seeing Chris O'Dowd do like a serious role. Yeah. He does it yeah, very, very, very well. Um, but yeah, it's just, a, it's a really good show. And it also kind of gives you an insight into how films and like shows are made. Interesting. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. I would definitely recommend it. How, um, how old is it? Uh, well, it's in its third season now, so I'd probably say about three years old. Good. Nice. Uh, but the, the source material, I think, is a 92? Hang on, let me check. Yeah, you better check. Don't don't commit this to the podcast. Yeah, I, I, I'm, not like a, I'm not like a certain person that says meowdy. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I didn't say anything at all. Uh, 95. 95? Yeah, nice. All right, yeah. cool. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. Is that the only thing you've watched recently? Uh, well, uh, I'm not going to name who, but someone's been trying to get me to watch Hentai. Uh, Zach, Zach, Zach Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> that, that's why he's not in the podcast this week, because he didn't want me to mention it. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, he's like, you he can talk about it, but it. I'm not going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> Uh, so you haven't, uh, so you haven't watched any hentai, Jordan? Not yet. I mean, not like it, at all, but like this week. No, yeah, not yet. Okay. Well, let, let us know. Keep us uh, yeah. keep us updated. <laughs> yeah. Keep right. us in the loop. I won't there, be able there to sleep until that, I know. Uh, someone that isn't Zach Jackson is trying to get me to watch because it's like I think it's called Teacher. What are you doing here or something? And it's exactly oh, yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah, good. Um, yeah. But apparently, it's a hentai that's on Anime Lab, which notably doesn't have hentai. What? So all all the dirty parts of it, they just slap a sticker on it to censor it all. And apparently, <laughs> there's a scene that's so graphic where ninety percent of like the a screen sticker is a sticker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Wait, so it's on Anime Lab? Yes. It's like with that, but is there a, like a, a non? censored or like a non overly censored uh, according version? to my hentai source i'm not going to name them there is an uncensored version coming hentai source is that your website <laughs> no that, that that's hentai haven <laughs> <laughs> how dare you confuse them oh uh, yeah man <laughs> Besides, on gonna... hentai haven you'll see you'll see the motto hentai is the fine dining of pornography oh god jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> That took such a turn. <laughs> this is why you don't do off-topic in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking oh, of hentai, so we, we can get now. on to Where the, do we go from here? We can, we can talk about the Dead or Alive 6 series. <laughs> Good. What a segue. What a segue. <laughs> what a segue. Uh, our, first new, our first bit of news for the week is there's a new DLC for Dead or Alive. It's, it's a hot summer costume set. Hot summer costume set. How the fuck do they get away... With charging like $130 per season pass, having multiple season passes, and then having these like $30 bloody swimsuit DLCs on top of that. Their DLC structure is insane. It blows me away. I bet you there's. Jordan. Well, Jordan. 
But well, excuse <laughs> me. I need to buy it multiple times to make up for the fact that you guys aren't buying it. <laughs> We're really not pulling our weight. I get you. Yeah, exactly, I'm so sorry. Right? <laughs> but look, uh, their, 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 their monetization structure is so lucrative. I bet you Activision looks at it and salivates. <laughs> Both at the content itself and than, what they Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah, get the Captain Price bikini DLC coming. <laughs> oh, how amazing would that be? I'd buy it. I'd do it. <laughs> Unashamedly, I would be so on board for that. Yes. Yes. Um, I love it. I love it. Now, can anyone explain to me this Pitbull thing? <laughs> Without context, that is an excellent segue. It's like wait, uh, wait, I haven't even read pitbulls. Wait, wait, wait. Ultimate helmet hurts the new pitbull. <laughs> what? For context, this is what's written in our little like podcast notes. And I don't know. I didn't listen to last week's episode. I will admit. Does that have anything to do with it? Uh, loosely, I think it's it's the new Sony. Worldwide. Oh. Hang on. I've completely yes. forgotten. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. So what we're what we're getting at is Pitbull now owns Sony. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hostile takeover, of course. And every time you turn on your PS4, it'll play a Pitbull song, and you can't skip it. <laughs> Yes. I mean, I play I play Pitbull no, okay. uh, through so, my PS4 console so, anyway. So Herman Holst from Gorilla, that's who we're talking about. Oh, yes, he's he's the new oh. he's the new head of Sony Worldwide Studios. Fucking, I read this like who the fuck is Helmet Hurts? Who's he- yeah? That's what it. <laughs> Helmet Hurts is what we've got written here. Uh. But we're we're talking about Herman Holst. This is another Scott Anus situation. <laughs> yes, Except hopefully, absolutely. Hopefully, this time around, I don't actually meet the person. Yeah. After the fact, if it, if you do meet him, can you please buy him a helmet <laughs> and a pitbull CD? <laughs> yeah, he's a new Mister Worldwide. What a combination, <laughs> my lord. Anyway, the actual news story. Uh, did, was this not covered off last week? Or is this, uh, was this, no. was this this week? This I don't happened? think so. Yeah, so... Um, I think this is recent. So, old mate Shuhei Yoshida is uh, leaving his role at Worldwide Studios, as is Jim Ryan. Um, so, a little bit of a shake-up in the, in the ranks of PlayStation. But not Jim Sterling. Not Jim Sterling, no. He's still doing nothing to do with them. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, so Jim Ryan's being replaced by uh, Herman Holtz, who was previously the managing director at Guerrilla Games. Um, so he's been involved in PlayStation for a long time. Obviously, Guerrilla have been doing stuff since... Uh, when did they start? Was 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 Killzone their first game, or did they have stuff before that? Uh, uh, you know what? I'll check that. Yeah, let's just do more fact-checking during the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's how you know it's genuine, because, you know, we, we admit our faults and search Absolutely. We're all about honesty. Yeah, exactly. Um, Shellshock Nam 67 was their first game big. as Gorilla. Yeah, big title. Their first PlayStation title as well. Before that, they were developing 
Game Boy games under Lost Boys Games, apparently. Which also, Shell Shock Nam was on Windows and Xbox. It all, it was it was, um, but yeah, that's a little bit of guerrilla history. Went from developing Game Boy games to one multi-platform game to being a PlayStation exclusive developer, pretty much right up until now. Well, you know what? My um, favorite Killzone game wasn't even made by Guerrilla. What? what okay. What? what? Yeah, uh, Killzone Mercenary, the one on the PS Vita, ah. which was actually a pretty good Killzone game. Nah, look, I'll back you on that. Uh, I agree. Uh, it was actually made by the original studio that made Medieval. Oh. Really? Yeah, well, it was go. made by Studio Cambridge that was actually named at the time Guerrilla Cambridge. Interesting. Yeah, right. God, I wish the Vita was still relevant. I love that what little machine. What a great machine. console. What a, yeah. It just never got its time. So unfortunate. I loved it so much. I guess you could say they vetoed the Vita. Oh, wow. it hurts. That hurts. That's, oh, it hurts me too. Don't worry. That's rough. Um, but yeah, so yeah, congrats to the new Mr. Worldwide, the new Pitbull. Yeah. Helmet hurts. Uh, <laughs> on... on Hopefully leading the Sony Worldwide Studios into a bright future. Which they seem to be heading towards with the impending release of the PS5 and all the great stuff that those those studios are all putting out. Yeah, definitely. They've been killing it lately. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, the next little bit of news, which got posted... Uh, on Well Played Today, which is maybe not specifically like a, a new news item, but just a little bit of an, an interesting look at the impending release of Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, there's been a lot, obviously been a lot of leaks, um, and we're not going to go into any kind of spoiler territory or anything like that, but um, yeah. pretty much the entire roster of new Pokemon's leaked at this point, and there's uh, you know leaked copies of the games on the web that people have already begun data mining and and you know sharing little tidbits of information um probably one of the more interesting ones again hopefully i mean i wouldn't consider this a spoiler at all but uh a lot of people are saying that the game runs at 480p docked at 30 frames per second oh which, what's really yeah. confusing about this is yeah the speed of the game is locked to the it's frame actually rate. tied to the yeah. frame rate which is such so, an old yeah. school way of developing it and i i i I've been looking at the bright side of Game Freak and the whole Sword and Shield thing, mm. but looking at that, it really makes me think, what on earth have they been doing? There's nothing about this game that is so demanding that it has to run at 480p. That's it. At 30 FPS yeah. Yeah. on the Switch. No, it's like... Because look at Luigi's Mansion and Mario Odyssey. Absolutely. Obviously very different rendering techniques, but I guarantee you the technology used in those games and... The amount of resources that get pushed through those games is far higher than Pokemon Sword and Shield Definitely. would ever demand. And yeah. Luigi's Mansion's 1080p docked. Like, yeah, and does, Lu- does Luigi's difference. Mansion run at 60 as well? Um, I wouldn't know. I, I think it does because Odyssey I ran think it at does. 60. Odyssey runs at 60. Yeah, um, even Mario Kart runs at 60. 60 FPS. Why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> what is context, 60 please, FPS? for your search. <laughs> uh... <laughs> That, that, that would just be perfect for, like, you know, those college humor videos where they go, if Google were a person, they just, you just, you're ah. sitting there going, 60 <laughs> FPS. <laughs> those videos are so good. But, um, yeah, anyway, like, it's, there's, other developers are doing so much with the Switch considering 
you know, its relative even, size. Even CD Projekt Red with the the Switch with the Witcher. Three. Yeah. Like, how is this at this at you know a similar frame rate and resolution to The Witcher Three? No, The Witcher Three runs at a higher resolution. Witcher Three is five forty p. That's crazy. Look, like, do you, like part of me is like, is this even true? But then it's it's multiple reports. It's, it's such a strange, yeah, strange situation. Um, it's bizarre. There's yeah, so there's that, and there's obviously a lot of backlash at the moment that you know around obviously not including the full. Uh, like national pokedex is one thing um but apparently there are a lot of a lot of moves that have been taken out that don't carry across from from pokemon traded into the game so a lot of people will have to literally bin moves and never get them back again uh because they're not included in sword and shield um and like to me like that doesn't seem like like as a casual pokemon gamer someone who maybe picks up like every second release and just kind of plays it through and then leaves it at that. Like that doesn't seem like a like such a huge thing to me. But like for the competitive scene, I'm sure. Oh, 100 percent. I guarantee massive. there'll be entire strategies that get broken by this. Yeah. 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 So that's um. Yeah, it's just a lot of like. It seems to it seems to be more more negative around this release than I was expecting. Um, and definitely not. Like it definitely seems to be outweighing any any positive moves that they're making with the game. And which it, is even, really... even the re- the other restrictions, like one one really cool thing that the Pokemon has always done is when you verse something that's higher level than you're supposed to yeah. normally verse, you can catch it, and it won't always obey you, especially if it's been traded to you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that was always Whereas, a cool little like trade off situation yeah. where it's like you can yeah, you can have a super like, powerful Pokemon, but you got to risk it not doing what yeah. you want it to do. High risk, risk yeah. high reward. You know, you know, That's do it. I steamroll everything or do I get steamrolled because this Pokemon is stupid and doesn't listen to me? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently it seems like you say you can only command level twenty five Pokemon if you. The example here is it came across a level twenty eight Sneasel, but he couldn't catch it because it was above twenty five. What's yeah. the point in that? Yeah, so that seems seems a little bit redundant to, yeah. to bin that. Because then yeah. that also begs the question, if you're the type of person to grind your Pokemon out and you grind it above your like your normal level, does it just stop you from ever using the Pokemon? <laughs> or does it like cap it so until you beat a certain gym or whatever, yeah. it stays at level or does it delete the Pokemon? Bank's experience? It just it's, the Pokemon. Yeah, it's just gone. It just runs away from, <laughs> from you. From every, from, like from the entire Pokedex, just from everyone's game. It's yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, That's how they're cutting down on the Pokedex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's super, like, obviously a lot of this is speculative. Like it's coming from like actual, you know, leaked copies of the game, but there's, there's still yeah. a lot of, of, of things around it that we don't really know until it's out there. Um, and it is interesting. Uh, I do, I, I might risk saying this, but, uh, the review embargo for the game is at least in Australia post launch, uh, like the next, yeah. the next day, which is yeah, very I interesting. So. It's um, like that for, uh, what's another game that's doing that now? Uh, Star Wars. That's yeah. got, that's got post launch yes. for yeah. Australia. It's yeah, like 4 I mean, PM that, that, does. that does happen quite a lot because of obviously, you know, review time zones and stuff. Um, yeah. But, you know, when you have something like Death Stranding, like, not, obviously, we're, you know, smaller outlets are anomaly, but bigger outlets were, you know, had a review embargo of a week before the game was out. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, and it does beg the question, like obviously Nintendo is in, in damage control a little bit with leaks, but it does beg the question on how confident they actually are about the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, so far all the all the leaks have kind of ended in a lot of negative sentiment towards it, which is a little yeah, bit what's worrying. A, what's a sour notes, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, what I find interesting is uh, when I was playing, this is, once again, it's going to seem unrelated at first, but when I was playing through... Uh, Iceborne and seeing all the leaks from Monster Hunter World Iceborne, mm. you know, every leak that that was coming out, people were so excited about. Yeah. And then yeah. you have this game, which is easily far bigger than Monster Hunter is, as much yeah. as I love Monster Hunter. You know, it's hard to tackle Pokemon. That's it. And every leak yep. that's come out has been met with negative reception. Mm. Yeah. 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 So... Obviously, obviously, you know, you need to judge the the game on on you know the whole thing. So yeah. it could come out and turn out to be amazing, for all we know. Um, yeah, for sure. But uh, I don't know about you guys. I just kind of like at this point, I just kind of feel like Game Freaker just Frankensteining these games more and more. Like yeah. they're just building off of you know decades now of like the same thing. Yeah. And obviously, they iterate and they innovate and they change. But it's at at, at what point do you just start again yeah it's 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 hard as well because every it seems like every time they introduce something new it's people will be like oh that's you know that's not how it used to be Mm. i want it back to how it how it was before but then if they don't do anything then they get slandered for for not innovating at all and just sticking to what they they know yeah and it's it's a tricky position yeah, I, I actually look at it in a similar way in the rut that the Call of Duty developers are stuck in because mm. if they didn't change anything, people whinge at them for doing the same thing. And then when they try something, mm. they whinge at them that it's not the same thing. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, it's just, like with it's, the speed of um, of Modern Warfare, like yeah. how the, the game is just slower than a lot of the previous releases. Yeah, yeah people are up in arms because they're like, oh, I can't, I can't kill people that are behind me and 360 no-scope them. And getting all up in arms about that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, definitely. It's one of those things where like, you know, there's there's so many different ways you could approach fixing that. And a lot of it is platform dependent because obviously, you know, the Pokemon games have been released on like so many different platforms. And like, you know, the, the yeah. console cycle has a lot to do with, uh, with the way that they're sort of iterated on. And you get something else, you know, other, other long running game franchises like something like uh world of warcraft which has been around for more than a decade but you know they're they're on a platform where they can just keep iterating on the same thing without you know releasing new games or drastically changing anything yeah definitely um and so it's like do you do you try and do that with a game like pokemon where it's just you know a release that's iterated on or yeah again do you do just try something completely new just start from scratch or do you like scrap it all together because it's like there's not many games that have sort of stayed the same in the way that pokemon has for so long yeah with people still being complacent and happy to continue purchasing them as well yeah yeah and it's not like it's not a bad thing like obviously there's no definitely not about it that people like yeah um, for sure yeah even even a series like final fantasy which is probably a bad example because half of them suck but you know they they do try (laughs) different things and they do you know it's it's an equally long-running franchise that it's you know similar in genre as well that's drastically yep. different every time so it's yeah it's gonna be interesting to see where where pokemon heads in the future definitely and it's gonna be interesting to see how this one goes uh like critically and with and with fans 
for sure. Would yeah, you, either of you guys be picking it up? Yeah, I'll probably give it a go because I love Pokemon. I've grown up playing Pokemon. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give it a go. See, that's Even it. If what, it's like, shit, what, I'll probably what, still love it. What would you, what would you, if, like in a perfect world, what would your, like the next Pokemon game look like to you, Jordan? Would it be more of the same or? See, that's tough because you don't want to break the formula too much. Otherwise, at a point, it's just no longer the same title. And it's, you know, sometimes changing it up isn't always a bad thing. But, mm. I mean, look at the difference between, you know, the original God of Wars and the new one. This, mm. They're completely, they don't look anything alike, but, you know, the changes for the better. But when it comes to a game like Pokemon, it's it's really tough. I think it would almost benefit having like a Final Fantasy type, like OG, old school Final Fantasy type um, play style. Uh, but right. it, it's just, it, it's really hard because they got to manage all the balancing of all the new moves and all the new Pokemon. But it seems like rather than focusing on, on everything they could do to make it just this really cool experience, it's more just, I don't know if they're just crunched or they just have yeah. lazy development or something because... Even if you look on the technical side of things, you can all you it you can always tell how the development for a game goes just by looking at the technical yeah. side of a game. And yeah. if a game like that, which uses the Unity engine, which is a pretty scalable engine, mm. if that runs at four eighty p thirty fps when it's when the game is docked on the Switch, something tells me they either aren't managing memory properly. Yeah. Or they're not optimizing the technologies properly, which these one is just as bad as the other. Like which, which yeah. it's a lesser of two evils really. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's, it's tricky. In in terms of like mechanically changing it though, the Pokemon design that I've always loved is when you go into a new generation of Pokemon where you don't have any of the old Pokemon in your, your first playthrough. And then once yeah. you beat the Pokemon League, then it opens up and you can catch all the other ones because yeah. it, it gives you the chance to experience and understand the new ideas that they have with the Pokemon as well as the new moves and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Mm. Pokemon. And then, and then even even, even little ideas because they have the, uh, the, the stripped down Pokedex. What they could do is instead of having it stripped down they could have Pokemon coming in and out of rotation, like a, almost like a live service kind of thing. Just yeah. so there's a little more agency to returning to it each week and something. Yeah. That's actually, yeah. Yeah, I don't hate that idea. I think I think that could work. That's it. Um, but that's like, you know, a live service model for Pokemon is, is a big shakeup too. Yeah, I think... You... Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, as, as the Pokemon games have progressed, they've been, definitely been more connected to one another. So... Mm. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised to see it go down that route. And at least with Nintendo games that aren't on the mobile platforms, um, their live service kind of approaches aren't shit. Yeah. Like yeah. Splatoon 2 owns and it doesn't ask you for any extra money outside of the expansion, which owns. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if there's any like platform that I would trust to do it properly like that, it would be... A platform that has a Nintendo IP. Yeah, that's fair. I think if anything, though, that would just highlight the the Switch's crippling lack of connectivity outside yeah. of Wi-Fi. Definitely. Well, and the thing is, it doesn't even need like a super like connected game. It doesn't need like you know you see every other trainer in the world running around. All it needs is it goes, it connects to a server quickly. Goes, ah, oh, these are the Pokemon that should be in this week. Or oh, they don't even have to yeah. do it as a live service. They could have it as an internal timer. 
you know you know what they should do is they should make a pokemon game where it's more realistic and you have to carry all of the pokeballs for all the pokemon you have <laughs> and so it's like death stranding where you stack them up oh i love it so but much all, and then you have all... to cradle a pichu <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the the Pokeballs should weigh what the Pokemon weighs. So if you have a Snorlax, yeah. you, have to, <laughs> you have to strap it to your back. And... The, the unfortunate sod that captures a fucking Waylord. <laughs> <laughs> you just see this dude with like one single Pokeball, but he's like dragging it through the ground, like yeah. straining. <laughs> I love it. That's the It's the future of the franchise. It would basically be like the episode gone. of The Simpsons where... Uh, Homer becomes a stone cutter and they tie, they uh, chain a, <laughs> yeah. a big stone yes. ball to his neck and he has to drag yeah. it. It'll be like that. That's, that's it. Brilliant. Done. Give it to me. Done. Um, okay. <laughs> Moving on from, from Pokemon. Uh, maybe actually segueing into a little bit, something else about Death Stranding. Um, and I know we'll get back to some other stuff in a second, but. Um, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, some more, some more gamer uproar for you. Uh, it's uh a little bit of a thing in Japan at the moment that uh, Death Stranding fans are a bit concerned that uh, people from uh, Famitsu, which you guys might be familiar with as a Japanese gaming yep. publication, yep, uh, that publication gave Death Stranding a perfect review score. So usually they have like four scores from four different people out of 10 and they gave it a 40 out of 40 in total. Um, yep. Which is actually pretty like commonplace for Famitsu. They seem to rate everything quite highly um but yeah so the the game itself has a perfect score from Famitsu and there happen to be a lot of cameos from Famitsu staffers in the game as well um so a lot of a lot of Japanese fans are kind of a bit obviously a little bit iffy on that you know they're a little bit of a conflict of interest yeah what, what you're saying is if Adam gives it a 10 out of 10 he'll be in the game definitely Oh, it's a 10 out of 10, boys. <laughs> easy as <easy> that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's really hard because, yeah. like, you don't you wouldn't want to pass up an opportunity to Absolutely. be in something like Death Stranding. Like, yeah. I would 100% want to be in it. Yeah. But if, if it then sways your opinion based on that, then that's definitely a conflict of interest. Yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting one. Like, I think the... The features are like the editor in chief of, of of the of Famitsu. Uh, yeah, so it's, not it's like, like everyone involved one of the... in the reviews, but it's it's one person, yeah, and it's a high profile person. Um, yeah, and like one of the cool things about Death Stranding is all the cameos it has as well, um, and like a lot of gaming personalities like Jeff Keighley as well. You know, yeah, and like uh, Conan, O'Brien's Conan O'Brien's one of the. Doesn't yeah. it have more uh, cameos than hours of gameplay in the order? <laughs> It actually does. <laughs> like that's an actual statement that you could make. That is actually true. <laughs> uh, that's Can outstanding. Can you put that in your review, Adam? Oh, absolutely. It's in there. It's <laughs> already done. And hours of gameplay in the order. Brilliant. I love it. Oh, um, yeah. So that's. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really impact anyone. I don't. It's. It's not. You know, the end of the world. But it's just like an, an interesting look into. Yeah. Something that. Yeah. Is I mean, in in fairness, if you look at the the reviews they've given for other Kojima games, they gave um, Peace Walker, uh, Middle Gear Solid Four, and Phantom Pain all perfect scores yeah. as well. That's it. Like um, I said, it's, this is a magazine that seems to just do that. Yeah. So it might be. It's pretty indicative <laughs> of their 
their ideas on Kojima games anyway. So, so what you're it saying most likely is, uh, is that they're the IGN of Japan. Pretty, yes. Pretty yeah. much. Yep. Hit the nail on the head. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, that's um, that's something that's come up. Um, now, Jordan, did you want to talk about? Yeah, this will just be brief. There's not a yeah. whole lot to say. But I actually found this this morning when I woke up uh, to the surprise that my house wasn't on fire. So I went on Twitter um, and I saw something called Gamer Aid Australia. And basically what it is, is it's this really cool initiative and fundraiser where content creators like YouTubers, streamers, stuff like that, they can all come together to um, raise funds to assist uh, people affected negatively by the fires happening in New South Wales. And I just thought... You know, with amidst all the negative things that happen within the gaming industry, it's nice to just see people coming together to, you know, try and alleviate something bad that's happening in mm. the world. And it's definitely something yeah. worth looking at. That's, definitely. Um, that's very cool. I really like that. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's always nice to see something like that like that come out of the community because there is a lot of there is a lot of negative, and we talk about a lot of negative because it's fun. But um, yeah, it's good to see yeah, those kinds it, of initiatives. Absolutely, no, it's good to see. It really is. Um, speaking of cool initiatives, is that is is there anything else that we should know about that before I move on, Jordan? Uh, well, I mean, if people are interested, uh, I'll make sure Zach includes the sign up sheet in the post itself for awesome. the podcast. Um, but you know, if you're a streamer or a content creator, you can sign up, even if you're in, uh, like it says admin slash organization or any other, uh, way that you can help out, you can still sign up. You don't have to be specifically be like an influencer or anything like that. So, you know, yeah. if you want to lend a hand, there's a platform for you to do it from. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have that info then when we, uh, when this podcast goes live, all the info will be on our, our social pages. Um, or, you know, accompanying the posts for the podcast. Yep. Um, and again, hopefully uh, anyone listening is is safe and all their families are safe. And, yeah, definitely. you know, everything sort of comes to a stop soon enough. Um, but uh, yeah, so moving on to, you know, something completely different, but also just some some cool news uh, that I that I managed to come across earlier. Um, I think that, uh, at, at definitely at least Jordan, you were here a few episodes ago where I spoke about a game called Erica. Yes. Which is like the full motion video, you know, narrative film slash game thing that, that came out on the PlayStation yeah, not long ago. I, I do recall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just recently it's actually come out that the developer of that game, Flavorworks, um, have scored themselves uh, 3.85 million in grants to continue to make those kinds of experiences. Damn. Um, which is, yeah, no small amount of money. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, come from quite a few different investors as well. So there's obviously some, some faith being put into, into the developer and into that, that genre and that scene, which is, um, which is nice to see again, like, as we were saying before, it's always good for, you know, these bigger stakeholders and, and, and things to actually invest in projects like that, that are, that are different, yeah. that aren't, aren't the norm. Um, because yeah, Erica was really, really cool. If you read my review on the website, I, I really enjoyed it. So I'm happy that we'll get 
more of that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then in other news, have either of you guys had the chance to check out the stretches? Yes, it looks so good. No, I haven't actually. It looks so ridiculous and I want it. It's, yeah, it's, it's basically, uh, almost like a Dreamcast era, like co-op kind of wacky party game. It's so weird. It's like cross between like crazy taxi and and like overcooked almost. Yeah, exactly. Which is a great combo. Isn't it though? It looks so ridiculous. And, and it's made by the the guys that did Little Nightmares. Yeah, it's made by the developers which is, of Little Nightmares, Tasia. Which so, just blows me away yeah, because Little Little Nightmares is, exactly. <laughs> it is the furthest thing from it. Yeah. But no, it looks fantastic though. It, yeah. I'll be getting on it 100%. It's, um, and it's, it's generating so much buzz and like it, it's shadow dropped out of nowhere. Like yep. it didn't show up in a direct or any like news items or press releases or anything. It's just Nintendo was like, cause it's published by Nintendo as far as anyone can tell. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. Yeah. It's, and they've just gone, here you go. Here's yeah. Crazy taxi meets overcooked. I, I love yeah. that. It's like so stealth dropped. That people can't even figure out who published it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's outstanding. <laughs> it's definitely. I'm pretty sure it's definitely Nintendo. But yeah, it was. Um, when it when it first dropped, it was on the Japanese store. I think it was like, yeah, nobody. It was where where did this game come from? Who made this? Um. So yeah, it's good. It's out in in all territories now. And yeah, made by Tasia, which is just crazy. Um. Just. I. It's yeah. Like, what a good time. I think. I think it's roughly $30 Australian on the eShop. You can only get it on the eShop yep. on the Switch. Um, but I will definitely, hopefully, be taking the plunge at some point this week and picking that up. Yeah, um, I'll grab it at some like stage a, as looks well. looks like a great time. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, so, yeah, check out check out the stretches. Have a look at the trailers on YouTube if you want to get a feel for how that is. Um, for sure. Is there anything else? anything else you guys want to add anything that you've seen in the world of gaming this week uh, nothing that off? comes to mind i've been i've been bunkered down in my living room playing death stranding so i'm yeah, pretty well just shut off from the rest of the world <laughs> that's the way to be yeah yeah absolutely i mean isn't that how you, you normally are adam but with death stranding yes yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> it's it's no different from any other any other day really there's a day in the life of adam work vacuum Lock myself in my room. <laughs> you love with my you vacuum. Love fucking chores. If you're not vacuuming, you're playing virtual fucking delivery. Man. <laughs> yeah, man, I love it. I absolutely love it. Did the dishes today? It was fantastic. <laughs> uh, just love anything, anything that's just, to do with cleaning the house. Just... Menial tasks. I love it. When you do the dishes, have you started like trying to stack them properly so you can like walk around the house just carrying the whole the whole tray oh yeah definitely i clean the dishes and then all of the plates are shattered on the ground now <laughs> because i tried to stack them up and walk them across the house because you the, walked across the, the flat ground and then suddenly stumbled yeah and then for, for absolutely no reason i lost my balance completely <laughs> the beauty of it though is they shattered on the ground but then i got to vacuum them up so the circle of life was complete i imagine if they added a thing to their straining right it'd be like the XCOM. Uh, you know, a combat system where every step you take, it'll show you the percentage of you successfully <laughs> taking that step. <laughs> so it'll be 100% each time, but you still fall over. 
<laughs> but at least you'll know yeah. for sure that what's going to happen. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Fantastic. Sick. Well, I, I know we we had a little bit of um, off-topic hentai talk before, but have you guys got anything more, uh, a little bit off-topic to add before we um, shoot off and go um, back to Death Stranding? Yeah, aside from doing that, I'm going to hopefully go see the new um, Zombieland oh, yeah. this week, fingers crossed, because I've heard it was actually good and not oh, really? a shit sequel. Yeah, Okay. apparently. Because I loved the first one, but when they announced a second one, I was like, oh, well, that's that's a shame that they've probably killed a good movie. But no, apparently it's good, so I'll be going and seeing that at some stage this week, yeah, hopefully. So I'm keen to give that a watch. Sick. Apart from that, I'm, uh, that's that's pretty much all I've got. Nice. Jordan? Uh, not much for me. I'm just planning to catch up on The Good Place now that most of the episodes for the latest season are out. I need to watch that. I, oh, it's so good. It's so shameful uh, that I haven't watched that yet. Oh, I man. really need to. I'm not going to lie. Part of why I watch it is because I just, I love Kristen Bell. Because she's awesome. Oh, I know, right? No shame. She's, no shame in that at so all. She's so good in Veronica Mars. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, yeah. I need to, I need to catch up on, on, uh, The Good Place. Sick. It's sad that it's, a, this is last season, but you know, all good things must come to an end. It's better that it ends on a high note than tapers off to be shit. Dexter. Um. Oh, mate. <laughs> oh. See, I, when I grew up, I like, when I, mean, I think I was in year nine or year 10, I watched Dexter and I only watched up to season six, I think it was. Mm. Well, you watched it correctly then. Yeah. Well, people always like season seven or eight are so bad. And I was like, well, I want to watch it because I want to understand why people say it's so bad. So when I finally watched season seven and eight this year, I just like, it's almost oh. like the directors had a, like a Kojima sense for pulling random elements out of nowhere. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like the, the, the ending just makes no sense whatsoever. Nah. Like it's almost the it's... Kingdom Hearts of endings. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you need you need an entire wiki just to understand <laughs> yeah. the first 10 minutes of the first episode. Amazing. Uh, yeah, you, know what was, you know what was the better series with Michael C. Hall? Six Feet Under. Yes. Did you guys watch that? Yep, agreed. How good? How good is the intro yeah. to every one of those episodes? Yeah, they're, they're, the show's fantastic. So good. Jordan, if and you haven't watched it, you on a wet fart. I, I will make a note to watch it, but I'm, you know, we've we got to get a high IQ on and watch the new Rick and Morty season. Oh, uh, yes. Also pretty keen on that. Everybody update your uh, your Mensa IQ tests to make sure you're eligible to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hear that to, to log into Netflix, that's actually a requirement now. <laughs> it, it is, yeah. Just now that the, now the new season's the, the cool thing about it, because it coincides with Death Stranding, if you're one of the elitists that truly, truly understands Death Stranding, you can get Rick and Morty as well. <laughs> what a package deal. Rick and Morty is like the minimum entry requirement to playing Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Wow. Well, on that note, uh, I think we'll, um, we'll wrap it up there for the, for the week. Um, thank you, Adam and Jordan, as usual, for for blessing us with your presence. Um, of course. Hopefully, next time you hear any of our, our voices, it'll be alongside Big Boss Man Zach Jackson again, telling us um, off for making fun of the order while he was after away. having listened to the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we won't be doing this ever again. That'd um, be the last time you hear from any of us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it. So thanks for listening, and as usual, you can check out. 
all of our hot content over at www.well-played.com.au uh, as well as all of our social channels. Uh, so yeah, see you all next time and please email or message the page to tell Zach how much better off the podcast is without him. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone. <laughs>